Welcome, everyone, to the X Factor Files podcast. I'm Daryl. I'm Philip. And we have had a week. What a week. Yeah, it went by fast. and There was a lot happening and a lot of stress and anxiety. So we were very grateful for a weekend, even though that seemed to go by even quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So um, with the bunny update, they're not getting along in a big way. Continuing. Um, so um, that's why I part of my bad week was getting bit while trying to separate two of them. There, were, there was literally fur flying. Yeah, not fun. So we are back to just basics with them trying to get used to each other's scents while not being in the same area. Yeah, so still individualized exercise time and uh, double fencing um, in between the house and where they romp because if one starts to investigate a little bit too close, the other will lunge yeah. and snip and... Poor Asta. Yeah, our rescue bun that we got in May. Um, she just wants to be friends. And Nora does not care for new friends in her life right now. So poor Asta, when she is going to investigate and stick her little snoot through, has gotten fur taken from said snoot. He'll grow back, but it just makes me really sad. And stressed. Yes. So um, we but hope is not lost. No. Hope remains. We're just going to not let them interact until for another week or week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, something like that. Whenever October comes. That's like in a few days. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know where September went. I don't know either. But we'll just to go with baby steps. Yes. And we'll go slow and we will continue to provide you with updates on our ridiculous bun buns. Yes. Um, it's the first episode of fall. And we had, a, we had some fall activities today. We did. We, we made applesauce, homemade applesauce. Yeah, my parents' tree produces lots, so they gave us two grocery bags full. Yeah. And thank goodness Daryl invested in a countertop. Apple corer, peeler. peeler. It's a peeler, pear, and corer all in one. Yeah, so a little, it pushes the apple through, so yeah. that's... It, through a circle to get the core out and it's got the thing on the outside as it spins to get the peel off and because there's a thing that holds up that ring to core it that thing also basically spiralizes yeah so it's super easy to break down apples uh we went through both grocery bags within an hour which for those of you not familiar with like processing things like that's a miracle for processing any amount of produce yes so we cooked it down to applesauce. We got five quarts. Yeah. We boiled down some tomatoes as well for a quart and a pint. Yeah. So we had a full rack in the bath canner. Yeah. And we just did some herbs, found some peppers and broccoli and yeah. decided that Brussels sprouts need their own bed because they're just so big. Yes. We have six Brussels sprout plants. I think so. I think nine is the max for a bed. Yeah. Um, but we're going to have some really good Brussels sprouts in a few weeks. Yes. We're going to have tons. Like we're, that's going to be our jam in terms of eating our leafy greens for a week or two. Yes. Um, I have some pumpkin wine. Uh, shout out to Winehaven Winery in Chisago City, Minnesota. Um, it's it's not pumpkin spice, but it is pumpkin wine. It's with, the spices that are involved in pumpkin pie, but not overwhelming. You yeah. can still sort of taste the fruit without it being cloyingly sweet. Right. So it is a very tasty wine. We were skeptical when we got the first bottle. 
um, because we did not try before we bought and pleasantly surprised. So I'm relaxing after we did all that work this afternoon. I mean, the herbs, we're going to have so many dried herbs too, like sage, mint, parsley, basil, oregano or oregano, depending on where you are in the world. Um, so we need to invest in some poultry shears. Oh, yeah. all the Butterfly chicken. chicken. Yes. We tried once. Oh, we tried the story for another episode. Yeah, that it we were really hungry. It didn't work out well. We just got progressively hungrier. The whole thing didn't work out. No, we we were adventurous. That's when we were we were working on one the cookbook from my favorite restaurant in Chicago. And it's like, oh, just butterfly the chicken, you know, butterfly it. Like you do. Like you do. You can do that, right? Okay, that's the first step. And then there are 18 more. And (laughs) And they're like, oh yeah, just just do it and then move on to step two. So we had to look up how you had to do it. And it was really disturbing for our first time doing it. And this is still fairly early in our relationship too. Yeah, like the first year. Within the first six months, I think. Yeah. It was right after you moved into your house. Yeah. So um, for this episode, there is no pop culture pop-up. Well, I know you're sad. What? I know. That's because we have bonus coverage. So we are doing not only issue 24, um, which we'll get to. I just refreshed my memory on it this morning. Um, But we're doing a one-off issue that they did for X-Factor, which is X-Factor, The Quick and the Dead. It's centered all around that skis bag Quicksilver. And um, we're going to step through it because I think it merits reading. This issue comes directly after issue 22 or 23 hopefully 23 i because that's after layla escapes from him so this yes that makes sense like basically has hit rock bottom he is super rock bottom he's in jail when we're starting off this issue so it is still written by peter david um we still have um pablo romandi as the artist like it is legit just an additional x-factor issue without x-factor so (laughs) this was the way for the creative team to sort of wrap up quicksilver's involvement because he's been around for most of the series at this point and he's been yeah like at first we thought he was pretty neutral but then he was just evil so um and got more evil in that other um, yeah miniseries so he is in lockup there are other prisoners there and they're being like this dude is rough like oh can you believe he's talking to himself and we come to find out quicksilver is having fucked up visions of like everyone in his life and the first up is wanda which last episode he has some complicated feelings about his own sister yeah it it jives with the previous issue where um he said her name right before he got whacked by the carousel. Yeah, so it's the first person that he sees here, and she's in her classic costume, which I stand like the the big headdress, the, the swimsuit basically, and pink tights. Yes, that her pink jumpsuit, and then the red over it. Um, oh, and there's a cape, and it, he's trying to like make a case of how he's worthy it's going back to like sort of the religious thing but sort of not like this doesn't go as heavy into it concept of like the people that i repowered that all their stuff went wrong because they weren't worthy yeah 
And next up, Magneto, his dad, which I still consider them a family. Like, don't give me this retcon bullshit where they're not. Like, Wasn't that just for the purpose of movies? It's right, yes. When Fox wasn't part of Disney. That's so weird. It's so dumb. Um, So... Per my headcanon, they're still family. And that's okay. Everyone should be okay with their own headcanon when it comes to comics. Like... Or other series, like... Um, Wheel of Time. As yes. long as you're not being a dick. Yes. So uh, there's I mean, still a family. So his dad comes and visits him. And if I'm, anyone's going to be judging him worthy, like Magneto makes so much sense, even if he wasn't, or from what I've gathered from that whole relationship. Yes. Um, next up, Crystal and Luna. Poor Luna. Oh. And it, like, it's a, I don't know he's envisioning crystal getting back with him and they're kissing and then it cuts to the other prisoners and it's just quicksilver making out with air yeah so and they're like oh crystal are you talking about crystal meth so they think he's fully on drugs which i would do if i were witnessing this from the outside yeah i mean he's recently had the crystals ejected from his body he has this whole complex thing that he's working under and strain of being like, oh, maybe I'm not, but I must be. This is all just a test. Ugh. And then Layla shows up. Yeah, with a butterfly. Yes, that's her mutant name. Did you know that? I don't know if I did. Yeah. it. That's odd. It's very early 2000s. Oh, that's it's very, very Mariah true. Carey of her. Mariah Carey's mutant name would definitely be Butterfly. It's just an odd choice. Yeah. So this is where she being Layla being sort of cryptic, but also showing that, you know, it, it, there's a way out of here. Like she's not being a, a total asshole to Quicksilver. And She's making him reflect on what he's seeing. Like, are you the caterpillar? Are you the butterfly? What's happening with you right now? Uh, what stage are you in? Yes. And Quicksilver looks out the windows of the jail and he sees that this woman is being attacked on a nearby rooftop. And he is screaming to the guards and the guards aren't believing him. And his cellmates aren't either. Quicksilver busts out. He gets his powers back. Like he does the quick vibration thing and it shatters the structure of the the bars and the concrete. Yeah. And he goes so fast that he like goes over air and gets to the um adjoining building. Um so there he's relatively high up. He like speeds down the surface of the jail over to catch the woman who's been thrown off of the roof by her abuser and rescues him and they run all the way to Montauk Point on Long Island. So that is like two hours away from Manhattan. And um Oh, that's a reference in a Billy Joel song. And he drops her there and then he's like, oh my powers are back. And then he's like running across the ocean and bullshit. Then he's in Paris. Then he is in like a whole in Venice. He yeah then he's running with the horses. Because of course. Because of course. And he beats them. Then he flies up a mountain 
uh, not literally, he flies on his feet up a mountain and then launches himself, and he ricochets off of an airplane, which seems very dangerous and rude. I mean, well, considering how fast those are going, and it's just like a bonk. Yeah. That's... And then he's floating in water by a cruise ship. They send a lifeboat to grab him. And he's like, oh, well, I'm so lucky to be alive. And my powers are back. And they're like, well, you know, we rescued you. It's clear sailing from here on. And he says, from your lips to God's ears. Oh. So uh, Pietro is out there and repowered with his original powers. Yeah. I know. Like, I get the necessity of the issue. You need you needed to, like, push him off in a different direction at this point. Now right. that you've really fucked with his character, like... It's a way to hit somewhat of a restart. Like, yeah. the scars are still there, but he's back to... He has more utility as a character if someone wanted to use him in a different title. Yes, it, yes. Like, we're going to refresh him. He's not a big... As he was, maybe I don't know. I think he is, but he's coming down off this complex thing that he has. I guess. So uh, I'm glad that they wrote it. I really enjoyed that Peter David had that ability to tie some closure. Yes, because I think we definitely needed it after he exited the X Factor main title. That because Layla got away, and and then. Yeah, so then you just sort of wonder, like, oh, whatever happened to Quicksilver? Was he still in... Did he crawl back into the carousel, or... <laughs> <laughs> did he grab that brass ring? No. Oh. What... I mean... All right, so let's think about carousels. Let's just take a little detour. Carousels. Think yeah. of a carousel. Not a pure horse one. It has different animals. Okay. What would you gravitate towards? Oh, like what sort of done up... I would always creature? go for, like, the giraffe. Or something like that. If it is one with different types of animals. I don't know. Maybe a tiger? But that okay. doesn't necessarily jive with how I would answer other things. What about horses? You have a selection of just horses on a carousel. I think I'd go for like a brown. A nice speckled gray. Okay. All right. Now we have to go to a carousel. Do we? Let's go to Mall of America. Oh, but there'd be so many children. No, no thank and you. we'd be like the two mid-30s gay guys being like we just want to go on the carousel mm. and then after this we're gonna go to like the lego store i mean i wouldn't be opposed to if we ever went with the nephew oh he would have such a good time he would i he mean would he's those, only one he would make those toad sounds uh-huh. Uh-huh. um all right so issue 24 uh, so I thought last issue was the wrap-up for The Isolationist. It wasn't. No, we ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah, because leading into our coverage of that issue, I'm like, oh, this is wrapping up everything. It really didn't. This sort of wraps up The Isolationist. It even says the conclusion Yes. on one of these title pages. And I love the um, mechanism that... Huber used to get rid of X Factor where he just opens a door right in front of where they're running. Like it works in other like, genres. In the Wheel of Time. Yes. It was used very effectively against a, a foe that is super, super dangerous. Yes. So I was very happy to see that it's a thing in other places as well. Yes. And it's um a device. It's not a power. So right. Yeah. It's so like Scooby-Doo, yeah. sort of. We're getting a rundown on this title page, basically bringing us up to speed on the last issue. 
So X Factor has been led to believe that Joseph Huber, aka the isolationist, was an ally with the best of best interest of mutant kind at heart, as he proposed to have the remaining mutants declared an endangered species under the Endangered Species Act. But they were wrong. Instead, they were tipped off by Layla Miller, who barely survived assaults on her life by the French orphan Nicole, and then by Quicksilver, that Hooper has something far more sinister up his sleeve. Madrock, mad, no. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Madrocks. Words, words are hard. We've been really busy today. <laughs> like, we did a lot of... Uh... We take the bonds on a drive. Fun fact, Asta has a mutant power similar to Blob. <laughs> Where you think, oh, this tiny bun, I can just shift her in this basket that she's in with the other buns. But no, she creates her own gravitational field that is very difficult to move. Yeah. Like, very difficult for a small, barely four-pound rabbit. I know. <laughs> it's bizarre. Anyway, Madrox, Guido, and Rain were convinced they could take Huber down, but they were wrong. Instead, Huber, realizing the jig is up, displayed a vast and impressive assortment of powers. Huber, with the aid of a teleportation device, he has banished our three heroes to an Arctic wasteland where they can freeze to death with only Richter avoiding their fate. Yeah, I mean, Arctic wasteland, that's going to be Minnesota in like four months, so. Dear listener, when I had the flu very early in our relationship, I we identified it up here at Daryl's yes. and he took care of me very well for a week and like my car had issues and it was like negative 20 outside and he helped with the battery. He's amazing. I'm handy when it comes to changing car batteries because I've had a shitty car where I needed to do that multiple times. But it was like negative 20 outside. I'm also good with rewiring lamps. Yeah. <laughs> RIP to both of my lamps in the living room. Um, <laughs> We'll save, maybe we'll save that last Bun Bun story for the end of the episode. Yeah. Because there's feelings. There are feelings, but... Um, we need yeah. to make it through the recap. We definitely do. So, um, Meanwhile, Monet and Siren are involved in a separate case in which a pair of grandparents are seeking visitation rights with their mutant-hating grandchildren, a case that you probably thought was wholly unrelated to the main story, but you were wrong. Yeah, we saw that last issue where the phone call, we saw both ends of the phone call. Yes. So... And it's fun how this is another recap page where the language motif carries mm -hmm. through. Like in this one, they were wrong. If you thought this, oh, you were wrong. Yes. And in the previous one with the, they thought uh, they only succeeded in doing this. Mm. So that's a nice, like, that's fun writing. Yes. So uh, we're opening up and Richter. Richter. He's seeing the team go through the door. He's been having a moment these past few issues. Mm -hmm. Like he's riding high on life. Good for him. Yeah. So he feels a little bit more invincible. He says, what the hell? Um, we get the red text boxes from Huber's point of view, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Um, saying that he didn't want it to be this way. He didn't, this borders on being needlessly cruel. And he's not cruel. He's just lonely and desperate with some sort of sense of morality like does he mm. Mm. so he sort of waves this teleportation device around um and Richter jumps out of the hole in the building because at this point there's a hole in the building we covered that was, yeah yeah and Huber like is still displaying powers from 
mutants that we're familiar with. So he's a colossus. He's turned into a colossus. Um, Techno organic steel. Yes. Yes. Yep. Or is that just or just warlock? organic steel? I think it's organic steel. Techno organic. Techno makes it sound like techno organic is warlock. Yes. So he grabs Richter and he starts monologuing internally. Of course he does. He's a villain. He has so, to. Yes. Also, what has to happen is the little teleportation device skitters clack, clack, clack underneath a car. Yes. Because of course it does. I don't think gravity really works that way. Mm. Depends like, on the angle that it's hitting the ground. Like Asta, the car has its own gravitational <laughs> field. <laughs> and... So he was monologuing how gloriously ironic that were Richter still a mutant, I would have vast reservations about attacking him. But now, since he is a mere human, all bets are off. We get the main title page. Conclusion. Yeah, the conclusion of the isolationist. Huber is still monologuing, but we cut to a different point because he is now addressing Layla Miller and basically saying... Um, I could have gotten rid of her, had the need arised, but she has a child. Yeah, like, I didn't need to worry, and that's why I have Nicole. And he also, like, this whole Layla Miller, like, is she a mutant? Isn't she? Does anyone really know? Does she have powers? Yeah. Like, she's different here than she is in um, Decimation. Mm. Like, she doesn't have the glowing green eyes Yeah. Um, from before. But she's heading down the subway and, and Nicole is following her. Nicole's being a fucking creep. So creepy. And that's the whole intention there. We're in the Arctic. We are. And there is uh, a pile of dupes surrounding Madrox Prime, Rain, and Guido. The Huber monologue is interesting. Um, that Their deaths are regrettable, but they've served their purpose. Mm. and as each one of them dies I'll be that much closer to freedom oh. which I think we get more exposition later as to why that makes sense yes. but like it's a nice it's a tease it tease. is a tease you want to figure that out and we will don't worry it's covered in this issue everyone and I'm not lying about that like I was saying that last issue was the end of the arc <laughs> so we have this mountain of dupes trying to create some sort of shelter for Androx Prime, Guido, and Rain. And <laughs> Guido's quitting. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to be the sheriff of Mutant Town because Val Cooper asked me to. And Madrox is like, well, what? why are you telling me now? He's like, well, I might not be able to tell you later. <laughs> so, so if we all die here, at least you've got my two weeks. Numbers. Yeah, Rain is being, I mean, this is the mid-2000s. She's super emo. I mean, her level of emo is more 2002 here than 2007. So the question is, why aren't you in wolf form? Wouldn't your fur help you with deal with this cold? And she's like, why would I want to survive? <laughs> why would I want to outlive you? Oh. And it's like, just fucking stop, Rain, please. We don't need this. And she's having a Half moment. your team isn't even here. You can still survive. The, you could like, eat them when they die. Look at all that dupe meat. Hashtag dupe meat. Is that going to be the name of them? <laughs> it should. <laughs> you can eat all of all you can eat dupe meat. 
and then head south girl that's some real daughter party vibes yes i the you're wrong about podcast i love listening to cover the daughter party a couple weeks ago when i was setting up our studio down here it's a fun warehouse 13 episode where there's like glassware from the daughter party and the artifact will turn you into a zombie oh i did i ever tell you like last winter when i was doing my winter stock up on tv on dvd i think i have all of warehouse 13 on dvd oh that's fun we can do a marathon this winter they finally got a gay character in the last season oh does does he die well sort of but we'll get to that later just like house of the dragon i see you killing one of your two (laughs) gay characters when you just introduced them oh uh so ryan's having a moment she's She's, like it's she is gonna write some sad poetry she's saying i know that having faith isn't always enough and that the world is just a cold and terrible place okay uh but now we're with the bff squad i love that's your name for them <laughs> they they're still flying and there is no e on this page there's, i haven't seen an e in eons in this book <laughs> it's been at least three issues where we have not seen an e as siren flies but we do get the wavy font when she uses her like pulsing power mm. of persuasion. So they still have the elevator car, and the parents are obviously breaking down. The dad's swearing. I can't believe it. He has some swears. And the mom is like, don't curse. And he's like, fuck that. Except he doesn't say that, but that's what he means to say. They set down the elevator car is at the top of a mesa. It is a very steep science. And there's a tent there. It's a tent with the grandparents. And this sort of reminds me, I, I'm i trying to think of the issue. X-Fans chime in. It's somewhere in Uncanny with Havoc and Polaris. Back in like the 100s where they're on top of a mesa. Oh. At, or maybe, no, Angel's involved. Which makes sense for getting up on top of top. Correct. And that's where he like goes to contemplate life. Warren's really deep, and by deep, I mean deep pockets. Blonde, muscly, white man with money. I mean, I do like the himbo things, and especially with horticulture. Oh, I have to reach out to Josh, the artist, about the whole himbo thing (laughs) that he made for uh, the past con. Anyway, um, they're on top of a mesa. The grandkids are reunited with the grandparents. And Monet has a moment. She's like, oh, being insufferably smug suits me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. I mean, I'm glad she's recognizing it. And what we saw um, hot off the presses, and this will still be a rumor. We'll see if it is confirmed at PulseCon this upcoming Friday. But rumor from the rectangular instagram account is that monet is getting her own marvel legend next year that's fun i and what outfit is it going to be gen x is it going to be i hope it's x factor with the little purple cape oh that'd be so good but or or is it going to be her in like the x shirt with the leather jacket is it going to be it's also a good look it is i have so many good looks i'm not a big fan of her oh whatchamacallit the recent series um x corp where she was in like the more jumpsuity thing sometimes. A business suit? There's a business suit, but she also has a jumpsuit. I, I don't want the jumpsuit. Oh. Anything but the jumpsuit because it doesn't look the best. But I can't wait until Monet can join the collection. That'd be and in more than just her penance form. Yes. 
Yes. Yes, because I have pendants from the Toy Biz line. So Monet and um, Tywin have a moment. They try to check in with everyone, and no one is answering. Yeah. They know something's up. And Monet basically does a sonic boom away from the Mesa. Well, I mean, she asks if she can do go supersonic, and Tywin's like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. And yeah. Then we get like evil, sinister smiles from the parents because they have played their part well. Exactly. That part of the plan worked out for yes. everyone. Oh, I can't wait until there's a Monet action figure with Siren. Ah, BFF squad. They're going to be together on the shelf. Yay. Yay. BFF squad. We need a Madrox, though. I not, mean, not, we have one, but from the 90s. I we, just don't like the cowl. I know. And also, I got that wave and then sold off that wave and then had to rebuy him. Oh. Once I started reading X Factor, I'm like, oh, but I but I like this. <laughs> I, I like him. I want a multiple man. Then I had to pay like 40 bucks for him. Oh. We are back in New York. <laughs> Back in New York, Richter is there, still being choked, and we see that Hubert is losing his powers. He's, yeah, he's still monologuing, like he's trying, Yeah, he's not understanding why he's trying to convince Richter to surrender, and not understanding why Richter is still fighting, and he's going off about how he just sort of like mentally nudged everyone into agreeing with his idea. It mm. wasn't like a brute force thing, it was a nudge here and nudge there which is oddly similar to how Layla operates true it is a little nudge here and a little nudge there to make things line up in a way that gets her the outcome needed yep but yeah he starts to lose his powers Richter punches him across the face and then he even gets um he even tries a cyclops blast Mm -hmm. on Richter and Richter just sort of ends up smoking even his shirt is intact yeah which rude yes <laughs> so we deserve shirtless richter at this point but not like 90s super unhealthy oh yeah body dysmorphia yeah yeah thanks 90s yep and so here we get the monologue saying i possess the power of every living mutant on earth powers i never asked for never wanted powers that would never leave me alone that only my medication would allow me to control and Richter is immune to them? How can this be? And this blew my mind. When he said this, I was like, wow. Like, his power set is... No wonder like, he's off in the Arctic in a little cave. Yes. But, like, he has any mutant power on the face of the Earth. And think of that. This is when we need a Flink or a... Dayspring or a Chad. Like, isn't this what... Chandler, where are you? Isn't this a powered up Vulcan during Decimation? Like all the mutant powers did, like all that energy didn't just disappear. It went someplace and yeah. it went to Vulcan? I yeah. thought, I don't know. Mr. Scott Free. Ooh, yeah. Mr. Who, Scott Free, where are you? Who does a great Vulcan cosplay? He does. And that omnibus of the War of Kings, I think it is, is finally being reissued. I have the prelude and the follow up. It's where like all that shit goes down with Vulcan. Oh, hence the Marvel Legendary Expansion Pack, Reign of Kings. Yes. Realm of no, Kings. it's different. That is a different... It's so... Like, they did Kings twice in a row in terms of story arcs. Oh. Or very oh, close. There's, in, an inhuman there's a realm, and there's a war, and they are not related. So, <laughs> why would they be? Um, so then Huber is trying some Iceman powers. Rude. 
I mean, that's that's gay appropriation. So he is blaming his mental block for this, and he's go- still going off quite a there's bit. There's a lot of monologuing, and there's some beautiful art that's going along with this that illustrates like his Richter points. entombed in a pillar of ice. Like yep. that is well done. And how he was so interested in getting the telepaths away from him so mm-hmm. that there wouldn't be any around. And it was because telepaths were the worst for his powers because he couldn't control it. Mm. It's like that episode of Buffy where she becomes telepathic and is just overwhelmed by all the high school voices. Oh, yeah. Should be really would be the worst time to get yeah. tele- mental powers. Yeah. And... So all these forces acting on his body, all these voices in his head. So the only all the place... things he said, all the things he said, running through my head. It's a tattoo song. Oh, they were fake Russian lesbians. They were real Russians, but fake lesbians. Rude. Yeah, they really played up the like we might be sleeping with each other thing. Oh, only for attention. Yes, and popularity. Oh no. Yep. That's like, and it's tattoo. It's like. T-A-T-U and periods after each letter. That's like world wrestling entertainment levels of awfulness. Yes, it is. Um, So he has some things running through his head and it happens to be the thoughts of every mutant on Earth, which is more tolerable now that there are so few. Right, like M-Day was great from his point of view. Oh yeah, he loves that slaughter. And that went from such a deluge to now it's just the thunder of a train, which brings us to the subway where Layla is. Where there is a train and you love trains. And Nicole. And we get this like fun view of Layla. I think she's clenching her fist. It's very Arthur. It's that that Arthur meme where Arthur's like clenching his fist. (laughs) And there's a train coming. Yeah. And then we get Layla like looking impatient, waiting for the train. As his thought box says, I needed her to dispose of Layla. And then like a cheeky grin on Layla's face as Nicole gets closer. And she's Layla's like, ooh, a penny, and bends over as Nicole runs over her. And like and gets tripped up by Layla being bent in half. So and like tumbles. It it is very like wrestling pro wrestling move back body drop when you just like lift someone else up as you stand up yeah and they go head over heels and she gets smashed by a train smashed by a train with a wham what a what a trope what a way to use a trope yeah um and Layla grins and finishes it with an all day long you'll have a penny And the sky, which is not what I'm used to, because I'm used to the one that's quoted in Greece. See a penny, pick it up all day long. You'll have good luck. Well, yes, but well, Layla also makes, Layla makes her own luck. So she I'm, does all day long to so just have the penny. It's a very similar thing where, uh, like, Kaniki got slammed by a car door in Greece, and so Danny had to race the car. Oh, yeah, the car. The car race is where Greece lost my attention. <laughs> too masculine. Too butch. Too no, butch. Not a fan. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, bunch... I did like Olivia Newton-John singing the reprise of "Look at Me, I'm Sandra D." When she's like sitting in that culvert, um... like at the side of it, and she's like, "I'm gonna become a leather daddy now," and she does. <laughs> And in yes, and I reveal. Yeah, it is. And we could never do Greece in high school because the 
director of the theater department was super religious and his wife was also a teacher and did all the costuming and together they would never do the leather daddy olivia newton john look because they said that sandy had to become a whore to get her man that was their reasoning verbatim she had to be a slut in order to get her man and that's why we could never do grease even though we begged and begged like generations of students at my high school begged them please can we do grease that's hilarious yeah it's because she had to become a slut to get danny Oof. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack. Also, the early 2000s was wild, fam. <laughs> also, a lot to unpack. These bystanders are very confused because what's left on the tracks is a very robotic. It's Nicole. an android. She's not even a person. No, she wasn't an orphan. No, she we a, were robbed of she that storyline. Was a plant, but not, she's a robotic plant. But not a fun plant like horticulture yeah. would raise. Yeah. She was seated in Paris in yeah. that mutant town there. Like everything was planned. Think that was like 10 issues ago. Yeah. There's a long game being played in X Factor and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. So here we go. Um, possibly a combination of the fight with Huber and Richter. And he's just saying, this is ridiculous. How are you doing this? And Richter's like, oh, you can't read my mind to figure out how it is. And, oh, shade. Read your mind? I need special glasses to read this tiny print. Meanwhile, he grabs a light post and swings it at Richter. I mean, I don't see that as an insult. For tiny print, I see that there's a lot of it. No. It's unwritten. It's unwritten, maybe. It's a Natasha Bedingfield song. Going back to one of our tunes days. Yeah. Staring at the blank page before you. Open up the dirty window. So... Hubert at least is pretty smart about this. Like the direct, he says the direct application of of mutant powers on you isn't having effect. So we'll go for secondary, which is why he swings the lamppost, which is fair. Like that mm. wheel of time reference with the running through a gateway. Mm-hmm. That the thing that they got rid of in that way, you couldn't affect with the power. So like, you had to figure out a different way to battle it. Right. Yeah. Which use- I would have been like flamethrower. Poof. Mm. But the gateway worked out well, too. So, Richard goes tumbling. Tumbling next to the car. How serendipitous. Yeah, it's very lucky. Like a penny. Yes. Except this is better than a penny. And in Huber's monologuing, he he reveals, like, yeah, my plan was to get all the mutants together for this march, and then I could just kill them all. And then I wouldn't have any voices bothering me anymore. It's true. So he's trying to get rid of his powers, but in a way that kills everyone. No. Which is rough. Yeah, it is. No more mutants. I'd be free. Rector grabs the thing. And opens up a portal. (laughs) And Hubert just grabs a car and is about to smash him. And we cut to the Arctic. Yep. They're they're dying. They are dying. The Duke Pyramid has collapsed. Yep. Or maybe it was like more like a ziggurat. Oh. It was a somewhat a mound, yeah. A barrow. It was about to become a barrow. It's true. And Rain reveals that because they died there, or they are dying there, she won't kill them in the future. And Mandrox is very confused. Yeah, because I think who has she shared that with? 
Monet? Maybe? There's so much. Peter David, you fucking genius. <laughs> like, there's so much shit. Like, and even this callback, even this little callback, it's like, hey, remember this? And then it moves on from yeah. that. Just, so we're like, when is it coming? Is it ever coming? Is this an alternate future? Like, what? It's still a thing? Because there were so many other questions with that vision. Like, how did Layla get old? Yeah. So. We're going to yeah. find that out shortly. Spoiler. And Richter's about, like, preparing to get smashed by a car. Yep. But Monet has arrived. Yeah. She sonic boomed. Yeah, she did. And she uh, takes the car. Well, he sort of releases it as she's pulling it, so she sort of crashes into the ice pillar. Which is fine. Yeah. She's the type of gal that would make, like, a mixed drink after this with some of that ice. Oh. She would just bring, like, a tumbler and be like, scrape, scrape. Let me get some shaved ice in here. Possibly while standing over her vanquished foe, because as we learned, the smug look is good for her. Yes. Um, We see Richter's back, which, if we remember from when he is fucking rain was covered with crystals and now they're all pop 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 popping out and they're going down into a drain they are so will that come back who knows because peter davis david oh no that line i and i'm like three quarters of one glass in dear listener it's been a week it's been a week peter david genius yeah or like dude is he leaving a mechanism there for whoever's writing inhuman yeah like Here's how they get some Terrigen crystals and don't go to war. They went into Earth. the poop water and they found their crystals again. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so bad. So, he were still monologuing. He even sighs in his monologue box. Sigh. This has become useless. Richter, for some reason, had the ability to resist my direct assault. I'm sure it's all some small detail I overlooked. Wait, something I'm seeing on this page. The U.S. Army paid for advertisement in this comic. Oh, product placement. Yes, in the background. Because we have seen those ads in these paper copies. Yes, in the background of one of these panels is a U.S. Army, Army Strong. Like, that is their advertisement from this period when they were trying to get us all to sign up to go fight in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, that was a whole thing. Oh, it was remember when we were like getting ready to go to college like the army recruitment tables and everything in like high schools they're in my high school because dear listener we graduated three years after 9-11 happened yeah that so happened during our sophomore year yep so um yeah they definitely the army definitely paid for that it's also like a weird cultural moment where that would be a thing yes like acceptable Battlestar Galactica, like, would make so much more sense in that cultural moment. Mm. The Star Trek Enterprise is basically GW's version of Star Trek. Mm. So, anyway. Um, Huber. Monologuing. This is so uncivilized. And now there's a telepath here. And it's becoming overwhelming. (laughs) When one is attempting genocide, what point is there in homicide? Mm. And he leaves. So Richter gets back to the remote control. He opens a gateway. Rain, Guido, and Madrox come pouring through. Probably, I guess, leave. Any, can Madrox absorb dead dupes? No. 
So there's just like a mountain of we frozen didn't, corpses. We don't know if they were dead. Well, there's only one of him coming through the gate. Did he reabsorb them real quick? That or not? Nice. We don't know. I mean, but that fallen cigarette did not look great. No. And which aspects of his personality are gone? Does he get them back ever? He must, because when that dupe outside of the police station died, they, he got like sort of psychically whacked with oh. everything. It's more like the priest that he let go in that earlier issue. Okay. Back when the main plot was he was going to um, go on a sojourn and collect all his dupes. Yep. Like that part's gone because it's still living its life yeah. out there. So, I mean, maybe if a tree falls on him, then he'd get that part back. Oh, maybe. That psychic resonance. And we we leave this issue and this arc. Huber is back in his ice cave, sitting alone. Yeah. And alone with all the thoughts. Wondering, like, why did he even do all this? So. And uh, I had someone write to our account. Shout out to Lance. Um, Hello. Hey, Lance. And... Um, he says he really wishes that the isolationist would show up on Krakoa. Like, why Why is this villain not around right now? Oh. What happened to the isolationist? I don't know. I don't know if we ever revisit the isolationist in here, but from Lance's comment, it doesn't sound like he's gone forever from the Marvel Universe. That would be interesting. I mean, with Resurrection happening, is he just does he just need to leave the planet? Like, mm. get a ticket through Port Prometheus to... Somewhere. Anywhere. Yeah. That doesn't involve mutants. Yeah. Is that his way out? Would he still be connected to all of them? I don't know. How many astronomical units does his power work with? Yeah. How far does he need to get away? And would he technically be an Omega? If he has, like, genes and Quentins and Magneto's powers? Maybe. He'd almost be, like, the ultimate Omega. He's sort of like Legion. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's an interesting question, Lance. Yeah. So, thanks for posing that sort of question and statement like, where is he? Why isn't he around? What would have happened to him? Maybe he gets Forge's anti-mutant gun. Maybe. I don't think he'd turn it down. Because from this... I mean, he was willing to commit genocide to end this. Yes. And if the mutant population was always going up... Yes, he would be all about that. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't even need to ask Forge. He, if he had Forge's abilities, he could just make one on his yeah, own. Yeah, he could. So, interesting. Yeah. All right. And um, we didn't read any of the backups on Endangered Species because it runs through all the X titles at this time. But this is the last time there's a backup story for Endangered Species. That's nice. Oh, yeah. because now we're moving into Messiah Complex. Messiah Complex starts next issue. So, yes. And dear listener, last Bun Bun story. So I emerge because I wake up first Saturday morning and I go to look at the buns because that makes us happy first thing in the morning. And looking at house number one, there's a Bun Bun. House number two, there's a Bun Bun. House number three has no Bun Bun because Nora has flown the coop. She She leapt. Yeah, she leapt a three foot wall of her house yeah and gotten not into the bun safe area where we have everything that's bunny proofed like if she got out there she would have had a litter box she would have had hay it would have been fine no she went to the forbidden area she ate 
so, so many chords. So many chords. Well, really, it was just two chords, but it was in so many pieces. Um, like, she ate part of a book. She two books. Yes, your Lord of the Rings from way back when, and that I got in like elementary school. That box set, the fruit and nut illustrations from the Department of Agriculture that looked super cool. Yeah, and she ate like part of the cover, part of one of the front pages, part of the back cover, part she, of uh, part of the binding, most of a vintage box for Flinch, and a few cards. Yeah, which was a card game I got from a sale this summer. Nibbled a few records. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. I mean... Nibbled some GQ that had well, AOC well, on it. Yeah. Um, but did not eat the X-Men tarot cards. Shout out to X-Men tarot on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> um, did not eat the tarot cards or the Star Trek tarot cards. Didn't touch those. Well, she touched them because she knocked them all over. She was too distracted with the vintage box. It's probably tasted really good. It was well-aged cardboard. Yeah, um, and did not touch the... Original fi- Xbox cords. The original Xbox cords or the 50-year-old Rolling Stones that I had up there because I'm using them to write my next book about Linda Ronstead. So so given the frequency of the territorial pooping she did in this strip, that sort of goes around the, the yeah. outside of the living room where they're not supposed to go. She didn't spend much time down there. She spent most of the time harassing Asta and Nick because Asta that day we found had another patch of fur ripped off of her snoot. Yeah. So she got into trouble and now she has a roof on her house Yeah, when we're not there because we can't trust her. (laughs) Dear listener, (laughs) if you ever thought rabbits were easy, I mean, you should still adopt a rabbit because they're adorable and they're great. Just bunny proof. Bunny proof. Okay. All right. Um, I'm looking forward to the next issue. We're starting a new arc, and it's a big overall arc that we have some uh, friends of the podcast that love Messiah Complex. Have I... a lot of thoughts about Messiah Complex. You have, you have the omnibus for it, right? There, no, it's like a Milestones collection. Okay. So, a few I, issues. Because I kept reading them. I'm like, I need to go to bed. Oh, wait, I'll do it after this issue. Yes. Oh, after that issue. Okay, one more. Yep. Um, it gets good. Yeah, and you want to know what's happening. Well, you get little bits of pieces of what's happening in the greater context, mm-hmm. but you also are like, but where's our team? Yes. Where, what's happening with my people? Marvel United, dangerous. Uh, our subscription just renewed, so don't worry. Oh, great. Yes, we have it for another year. Oh, good. Yes, because it's fun to fall down those rabbit holes when they have the issues you're looking for. And if folks don't follow Planet X-Men, they do fun, like here are some great stories that you can sort of bop in. So I like, I did screenshots for Iceman. Oh, cool. So, yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, let us know what you think about the end of this arc, the true end yeah, of what, this arc. If you have a, more answers for what happened to the isolationist, let us know. Yeah, where do you think he is right now? What's what's popping with the isolationist? Yeah. Uh, now that they're like hundreds of thousands of mutants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and by the way, Last note, I'm officially caught up with at least the current crossover story of Judgment Day. And we're glad that Nightcrawler was featured. Yes. Because I really like the Legion of X. Yes. All right, everyone. We will catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in. And be awesome. Be great. Bye. Mm-hmm.